I was talking to a friend the other day, and he asked if there's going to be any mirrors in heaven. I laughed, and I said, what do you want a mirror for? And he said, I would like to take a peek at my new glorified body. I want to see just how good looking I can become. (laughs) I said, if I had a guess, there would be none. Because our outward appearance will be totally irrelevant at that point. But he kept on going, asking, not even a reflective surface of some kind? Like a pond full of goldfish, perhaps? Possibly a limpid pool of some kind? Yeah, I had to look up that word. And then he continued, How about a broad butter knife that I can hold close to my face? No? Not even that? I said, I don't think so. And then he said, well, I'm going to have to ask my fellow believer or passing angel up there. Then I said, well, you do that. They'll probably mess with you and give you a description of Sasquatch. People believe that we're going to have an appearance in the new heavens and the new earth equivalent to when we were 30 years old. Now, there's no evidence for that in the Bible anywhere. Maybe they're thinking that Jesus died at 33 and came back with a recognizable glorified body. So that's what will happen to us. But no guarantees. And I wonder if we'll be able to recognize people from the past that we never met before. Like Peter, James, and John did on the Mount of Transfiguration. They never met Moses and Elijah, but yet knew who they were. I would like to meet Peter because he was such a live wire. I think I could relate to him as opposed to some dead wire that might never laugh, only maybe smirk an eighth of an inch from normal after hearing a joke. Now we know Peter was an apostle and that he wrote two epistles, which are incredibly informative, full of guidance. For example... You are not to spend what remains of your earthly life on human desires, but on the will of God. Already you have devoted enough time to what the pagans enjoy, living lives of debauchery, evil desires, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and wanton idolatry. Yeah, pretty much all the things that this way of the world's society promotes, telling us that if we take part in these types of sins— then we should be flying high and on top of the world because these are the goals of godless people. Now, do you want to continue in that vein or do you want to alter your thinking and behavior? Well, I hope you alter before it's too late. Once you make the change and become born again, you hate your old behavior. You wish you never did it and you stop bragging about it. Country. Is this Glenn Campbell? La la. Yeah! Oh, it's not country. Board guy, you're misleading me. Such a feeling's coming over me. There is wonder in most everything I see. Not a cloud in the sky. 
the sun in my eyes And I won't be surprised if it's a dream Everything I want the world to be So pure an innocent voice true especially for me And the reason is clear It's because you are here You're the nearest thing to heaven that I've seen That's Karen Carpenter, as we all know. So my, so my old friends, uh, sometimes, some of them, they look at me today and they wonder, what has gotten into this guy? Who does he think he is turning into some kind of holy roller? Does he think he's better than me now? And the answer to that is no, I don't. In fact, I think I'm worse than you. But that doesn't stop me from turning over a new leaf and asking God for protection and direction every day of my life and thanking Jesus that he died for my sins, paying the penalty so I don't have to. And because of that, I ask for as much love, forgiveness, mercy, and grace that God has to offer because I need it. Yeah, when you meet old friends It's so easy to slip back into that old numbskull behavior and your friends expect you to do it. They don't want to be the only dummy on the block. They figure, hey, if I have to go down in the end, then at least I have my old buddy Robert with me, right? Yeah, right next to me. Apparently, there's comfort in numbers, but no, no, I can't oblige I just can't do it. The book says, it is no wonder that those that that those blasphemers are surprised when you do not plunge into the swamp, the same swamp of profligacy as they do. Profligacy. What a word that is. When was the last time you used that? I guess it means shameless, immoral behavior. So hopefully... Some people who see that you have become born again realize that, hey, maybe I need to do some house cleaning of my own. But if they turn on you and ridicule you for your new way of life, then so be it. That's just part of the cleansing that needs to take place in one way or another. The book says, happy are you when you are insulted for the sake of Christ, for then God's spirit And his glory has come to rest on you. I don't care if I'm insulted a thousand times a day. As long as I hear God tell me at the end of time that you've done a fine job. You've done done good. That's all I need to hear. God hopefully is pleased that we have fought the good fight. That we finished the race. And that we have kept the faith as Paul says. Because these are our goals as a Christian. And if they're not, then you're not a Christian, which is your free choice once again. Let's just not lie to ourselves. And hopefully pastors, priests, ministers, and evangelists are all listening because the judgment on them will be even more so as opposed to a non-teacher. The book says, God's flock is in your midst. Give it a shepherd's care, 
Watch over it willingly as God would have you do. Not under constraint and not for shameful profit either, but generously. Oh, for shameful profit. Just like Judas was more concerned about the money. Always about the money. Like that rap song years ago. I got my mind on my money and my money on my mind. Hey, hey, if you let it take over your brain, then it's not going to end well. It's just not. And if you idolize money and your whole happiness and well-being is centered around it and, and not around God and Jesus, then sooner or later, you'll be dead in the water. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Someone should send that message to a rap beat. Here's more verses in the Bible about godly leaders. The book says, be examples to the flock, not lording it over those assigned to you. And you become an example to others by your words and by your deeds. Let's not forget about the deeds. You got to talk the talk, but more importantly, you got to walk the walk. Because if not, you'll get away with it for a short amount of time. But when the walls come tumbling down, you'll find yourself underneath the rubble. Once again, dead. And as the verse says, And the verse says that I just read, it says, don't lord your position over anybody walking around with some fake flashy costume that you think in your own head designates you as somebody special because it doesn't. It designates you as a buffoon and a fool more than anything. And I never understood why some got to wear funny looking crowns and hats. This isn't Halloween. Or dress up in a third grade? Simply wear a t-shirt, jeans, and sneakers if you have to. I don't know. I don't need to see the razzle-dazzle that you wear in order to blind people from your stupidity. Because that's all you're doing. Next time I see somebody dressed up like that, I'm going to yell, Trick or treat! Hey y'all, I'm Billy Bob. I'm a gator hunter from Mississippi. And I'm Alfredo from Alfredo's Pizzeria. And if we can be a best of friends without the fighting, then everyone should be able to do the same. Even though I think Billy Bob is four eggs short of a dozen to put his hands around Gator Mouse for a living. Safer than putting my hands in an 800 degree pizza oven, singeing off my knuckle hair, I'll tell you what, but never mind all that. We each bond with Jesus Christ. We's on his team, which makes me on Alfredo's team. So I can forgive a Billy Bob for spitting the chew tobacco into my face when he gets excited and talks too fast, and ignoring the stacks of bald tires in his front yard. Just as I forgive Alfredo for serving me nothing but pasta for the past 20 years, and also using chopped walnuts as a pizza topping, which is way too squirrely, even by my standards. 
So our message is to keep a God close for all our sakes and to listen to Don't Bring Up God on WAEB Sunday mornings from 8 to 9. You'll take care now, hey? Billy Bob, don't forget your ground gator, gizzard, and garlic stromboli on your way out. With, of course, some pasta on the side. Thanks, Alfredo. Use a true friend. I'll tell you what. Hey, we didn't have calls last week, but you know this week? Yes, we do. If you want to give a buzz today, simply call 610-720-7900. That's 610-720-7900. So a true shepherd of God who speaks Bible verses doesn't need all the razzmatazz and all the distractions. Just get to the word of God. The book says, It is rather that men impelled by the Holy Spirit have spoken under God's influence. That's the key right there. You need the Holy Spirit who is very real. The Spirit of God energizes you from the inside, giving you the power and the chutzpah to go forward, to plow down any and all opposition, and to do what's right by speaking the Word of God out of your mouth into the ears of others. With the Holy Spirit, you become a force, and this force can be had by all of us. The Holy Spirit is meant to direct and prompt us to do the will of God. It's time for you to cash in on this. Everybody listening, you need it. And if so-called preachers don't have the Holy Spirit within them, then they need to shut their mouths because nobody needs to hear the garbage that they spew only to puff yourself up and facilitate your own power over people. Nobody wants anything to do with that nonsense. So if you're like that, then the best thing you can do is lock yourself in your room so you don't subject everybody to your stupidity. The book says, there will be false teachers who will smuggle in pernicious heresies. Yeah, and many times these little lies that they sneak in among some truth, it grows into huge devastating lies that can very well end up destroying your life. That's why we all should be very particular on the holiness of the Bible and getting it right and praying to God in order to get it right. Because on our own, without the Holy Spirit, we're banging our head against the wall. It's just not going to work. So if you recognize these false teachers, then you need to get out of there and away from them as soon as possible. The book says, their lustful ways will lure many away. Through them, the true way will be made subject to contempt. And you see, that's the problem. When we happen to come across numbskull preachers, We sometimes have the tendency to throw out the preacher, the church, and God altogether. Where you say to yourself that the particular preacher is nothing but a hoax. So God must be nothing but a hoax also. Man, don't ever say that. Nah, you can't do that. Because that pathetic douchebag preacher does not represent God Almighty and Jesus Christ. He just doesn't. 
All he is is an incredibly arrogant fraud who is into this religion game just to make profit for himself. They know nothing about being humble, gentle, and kind because they are essentially crooks. That's exactly what they are. They, they should all go down to the police station for a police lineup as Christians identify them as the criminal imposter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, number three, the, the goofball with the funny-looking crown hat. Yeah, he's the perpetrator. So let's all, as the book says, bow humbly under God's mighty hand so that in due time he may lift you high. And the more you learn about Jesus Christ, who he is, what he said, and what he did, the more you benefit from that relationship because you learn to put everything on his shoulders as we no longer carry the weight of the world on our own. Because we're told to rely on God Almighty for our overall welfare. He is the one in control to take care of you now and forever. The book says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. Oh, I love that verse. Yes, I do. Because every time I find myself winding up and becoming more and more worried over something, I just say to myself, stop. Stop immediately. Then I say a prayer in order to explain to God what's going through my head. Putting all my anxiety and stress onto God by simply saying, look, hey, I can't handle this. It's not good for my health. I can't change anything by my worrying. So you got to take this thing over and make it work out in the best way possible because it's out of my hands. I know that for sure. And because it's out of my hands, I'm not going to worry about it and stress about it any longer. I'm throwing it out of my head once and for all. That's what I'm going to do. I don't need the worry and the stress any longer. No, get out of here. Just throwing it out of my head by taking a nice long walk. Noticing and observing the squirrels, rabbits, and birds in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. That's exactly what I'm going to do. As we know, nature reflects the glory of God. So that's what I'll do. I'll, I'll just jump into the pool of the glory of God and relish in the creativity and beauty of his nature. And after that, I'm going to walk my dog. Yeah, you, you remember my little puppy dog. You guys love him. Ah, oh, that's my little lovely puppy dog. Isn't he wonderful? Such a delicate creature. Yeah, you can tell by that little clip of him. The book says, stay sober and alert. Your opponent, the devil, is prowling like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, let's take the opposite of that statement. If we don't stay sober and alert, we will be devoured by the devil, eaten up like a, by a roaring lion. And we need to hear this and be clear 
on what's being said. Because if you give the devil the opportunity to control you by his temptation, he will eat you alive. You don't stand a chance. You will succumb eventually. So once again, it's a choice between God and Satan. And we choose God by staying in communication and keeping the connection alive. Because if it's severed, we will be devastated. Like if the construction people accidentally cut or sever your cable line, you'll be devastated, wouldn't you? Your whole world would end as you sprint over to your neighbors to watch the big game and talk about all the big, rich athletes. Hey, do these athletes ever talk about you? Do they? I don't think they do. Well, then maybe... Just maybe you should stop talking about them and take them off the pedestal and stop bowing down to them, don't you think? I think your wife would agree. So when we stay close to God, we're the best person we can possibly be because there are many benefits and blessings to being a Christian. The book says, God will restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish those who have suffered a little while. Now again, listen to what is said. Who's doing the restoring, confirming, strengthening, and establishing? It's not by our own hand. We all got to get that through our head. It's God that does that for us. As he already got something lined up for you, it's, it's right there for the taken. So take it already. But if you continue... To, to deny God and Jesus, you'll be subject to God's wrath. The book says, God blanketed the city of Sodom and Gomorrah in ashes and condemned them to destruction, thereby showing what would happen in the future to the godless. Again, there's no mystery here. God makes it very clear that the things that happened back in Sodom and Gomorrah's time is going to happen again. Do we want to be burned up and extinguished like that? Like they were? It happened before and it's going to happen again. And do you think God is happy about that? The heavens rejoice every time somebody is born again and follows Jesus. God wants all of us to be saved and go his way. As he gives us more time to see the truth and the light. To hopefully then change our ways before the end comes. Because we're on probation now. It's still possible for us to save our lives, but once probation ends, it's over. You're not going to get a second chance. The book says, God shows generous patience since he wants none to perish, but all to come to repentance. Now, if you're an arrogant SOB, You're going to say to yourself, why should I repent and change my ways? I've done nothing wrong. Well, if you insist to believe that, then there's nothing anybody can do for you. With that attitude, you will be destined to be thrown into the lake of fire, similar to Sodom and Gomorrah, along with Guyana. You see, some things in the Bible have a little gray area to them, which lends itself to debate. But the main precepts and principles of the Bible are very clear. 
There is such a thing as good and bad. There is such a thing as God Almighty and Satan. There is such a thing as paradise and the lake of fire. You're, you're going to go to one or the other. And you need to know that. Forget about this purgatory nonsense. So let's act accordingly in our best interest along with the people around us. And as we first and foremost give allegiance to God of the Bible and Jesus Christ, we'll be doing just that. And forget about national allegiance and bowing down to the flag. Forget about all that because it's going to mean nothing in the end of time. Give allegiance to God the Father where it belongs as we all first seek his kingship over us, after which time all things will be given to us in turn. Now, having national pride is a good thing, but let's not get carried away as we sing a song with our hand over our heart to a flag in this nebulous thing called the country. Are you kidding me? Give your heart and mind to God Almighty. That's something that will last. People getting so upset about burning a flag. And I know the flag is symbolic, but at the same time, it's just a piece of cloth. Let's keep it in perspective here. Don't give so much power to the people who are doing the burning of the flag. You don't need to do that. This is Don't Bring Up God. We're here every Sunday from 8 to 9 on WAEB, 790 AM. If you want to give a buzz, if you got something on your mind, call 610-720-7900. The book says, The day of the Lord will come like a thief, and on that day the heavens will vanish with a roar. The elements will be destroyed by fire. Now, what do you think it means when it says destroyed by fire? Well, there's only one meaning. You will be destroyed by fire. Is that what you want? Of course it's not. Nobody wants that end result. So let's act now for that not to happen in the future. Does that make sense? I think it does. Because the creator of the entire universe who made you is saying it. Why wouldn't you listen to him? Love is a burning thing. Johnny Cash! And it makes a fiery ring. Bound by wild desire. I fell into a ring of fire. I wish I had a deep voice like that. To a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire If you're a woman, I think you can fall in love with just that voice I know I can Alright, we got a call At 610-720-7900 Who's this? This is Mike from Lehighton. 
What's happening, Mike? I uh, uh, disagree with you on the burning of the flag. The flag represents what you're doing. If you had, the flag represents our country. And if you don't have a flag to represent our country, then you have no first, second, third, fourth, or 27th Amendment. And you're wrong in that. People that burn the flag should be burned themselves. Well, see, now I agree with the first part you said, but not the last part. Because I, yeah. because, because as I said, this, the flag is symbolic of great, brave men and a very good country. I agree with that. But I'm not going to give the power of some, some nimrod that's burning a flag looking for attention. I'm not going to jump up and down and stand on my head over that. I'm just going to say to myself, well, he's an idiot and go on with my day. I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. No, you can't. You can't that, look. You give them an inch, they take a mile. They take a mile. You can't let you. You got to stop the evil when it starts, not when it's already like it's already taken over the country. No, I I agree with that. I agree with that. But burning a flag to me is not necessarily evil. It's just being stupid. And if you do carry on about it, you're giving them more power to continue it and get the attention. I like just ignoring them so they go away immediately. Well, see, I, I went, I was in Vietnam for a short period, and they were burning a lot of flags when I was over there, and I've never gotten over that. Yeah, but you can't kill everybody that does it. Well, you could try. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, I agree I, with I'm that. Not too, I'm not serious about actually murdering them. Right. It's just that they should get a good beating is all, you I mean, know? I agree with 95% of your saying. I just feel it's more effective to ignore. Like the news. They bring up every kind of tragedy and murder you could possibly think of. We yeah. know what's going on. We don't need to put it in our... We, we don't need for them to put it in our face. They're just advertising and giving others ideas. Uh, you know, young man, I appreciate, I appreciate your show. And uh, I, I must admit that I, I do tend to go overboard, and I and I thank you for your service with the show because I usually have some silly real estate thing on in the morning, and I'm so happy to hear this, and I hope really kind of firing line does well as well. So, All right, thank you very uh, much, sir, too, and for your service, I do appreciate that. Uh, yeah, thank you. God bless you. Bye bye. You too. You say you go overboard sometimes. Well, I do too. I mean, I, I'm guilty of that for sure. But as I said, I think we're on the same page. I don't want to disrespect any of the brave soldiers out there. You know, I don't know if I could have done that if, if I was called to defend and, and put my life on a line like that. You know, I, I have the utmost respect for soldiers and, and the people that died and got crippled mentally also. Uh, yeah. All the power to you, and God bless all of you, for sure. The book says, What we await are new heavens and a new earth, where according to his promise, the justice of God will reside. The justice of God. Sweet, sweet justice, which we hardly see in this world of ours. The people who have done horrific things don't ever get the true justice they deserve. Most of the time, they don't. They get off scot-free. Scot they, they get off easy. 
Now, do you believe do you believe God, who's all about justice, is going to let that happen? Maybe in this world he might, but what about the next? You re- you really think somebody's going to get over on God and get away with something? No, it's not going to happen. And you know, the people that you that keep that think that way, I just say, well, you keep thinking that way, right up to the point where they don't get away with it. And then what are you going to do? And these things are clear in the Bible. Don't let a crooked preacher or this AI, artificial intelligence, don't let them uh, tell you anything different. Because that's all coming, you know, about this AI especially. It's just right around the corner that they, they're going to revamp the whole Bible and tell you what it means. No, I don't think so. With this one world order religion, nah. You know, they, they just want to soften up the whole kitten caboodle. They want to make it into mamby-pamby, snowflake liberal social justice stupidity. All man-made stuff. The book says the ignorant and the unstable distort scriptures to their own ruin. So if you want to be ruined and destroyed, then keep listening to the lies. To somebody in a flashy costume captivating your attention with all the superficial deceit? By all means, enjoy. Enjoy while you can. Because the the creator of the entire universe begs to differ with you. And you will pay according to justice. Don't kid yourself. Hey, we got a call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? Morning, Robert. What's happening? Hey, how you doing this morning down in the valley there? I'm quite lovely. How about you? <laughs> not too bad, not too bad. How about telling us what the the good book says about going into the prisons and dealing with uh, the people incarcerated? And yeah, there's something in a there. Bit on what you do when you go into the prisons, which you don't really say too much about that, but it's pretty admirable about you going into the prisons. Tell us about that. Well, thank you for that. Uh, it does say in the Bible. Uh, Basically, don't forget about the prisoners that are in jail. Look at it as though the sentence that they're serving is your sentence. Because actually one day it might be for whatever reason. So you just can't you just can't forget about anybody. It also says in the Bible, seek the lost. Okay? And it also says that Jesus has a drink for those who are thirsty and and a, a drink that will never make them thirsty again. So I'm thinking y- you have to be thirsty first to get the drink, the drink from the Word of God. And I don't know where you'd go other than a prison, first and foremost, to find people that are thirsty and that are lost. So they're, they're, they listen, and they ask questions, and it's actually a beautiful thing. I mean, since you brought it up, I do go into a prison uh, an hour and a half with the women and then an hour and a half with the men uh, Saturday mornings. And it's it's one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. And I feel God has prepared me for that as he prepares all of us 
to do some type of task and assignment for sure. And it's just awesome. I mean, the, for instance, the last 10 minutes with the women, they were. I had them singing. I don't know if I had them singing, but singing came up in music. And everybody in there was singing together. And they were so happy and smiling. And I just sat back and watched them. I, I just said to myself, you know, they're in prison. They, they made mistakes. Although some people are in there for nickel and dime stuff. They really shouldn't be in there. But it was beautiful to watch them. They're human beings just like you and me. They're our neighbors. And sometimes we write them off like they're less than human and don't belong in society. Well, I beg to differ with you. And so does God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. So that's why I do it. That's, uh, that's great. You know, Johnny Cash went into the uh, prisons. And uh, there's a singer, you know, that went in there. And what you do uh, every Sunday where you take the time to put this program on, it uh, reminds me of that phrase of uh, judge a person by their actions, uh, not necessarily by their words. But uh, you can clearly see that your actions, where you're going into the prisons and you take the time every weekend to do this program so that somebody actually has something uh, nowadays, some type of hope coming over the airwaves instead of all the negativity. Uh, it's it's really uh, fantastic. So I'm, I'm thanking you for doing what you do, and I really admire the fact that you go into the prisons and your men uh, that can be judged by uh, your actions. It makes me laugh because I remember talking to uh, Van Camp Harold Van Camp many years ago, and he said, come out of the churches. And I was saying, why are you saying that? Because the good book says get into a hedgerow with with uh, like-minded and spiritual people, godly people. And I questioned him on that, and he was saying how some of these churches are not what uh, they seem to be, but I didn't see that until he uh, he talked about it. And um, so, you know, just because it's a church doesn't necessarily mean that the people in the church are doing what the good book says. So on that note, my friend, I'll leave you to the rest of your callers, but thank you very much for doing what you do, Robert. All right. Thank you for your kind words. I hear the train coming. It's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. That's Johnny Boy. That time keeps dragging on. Very spiritual man and godly man. It was great to hear. I didn't realize that. Hey, Relic Hunter Firing Line, August 19th, they have a basic rifle course going on. You need to tap into that. They have everything. They have something every month going on. August 19th, basic rifle course. Give them a call at 610-440-1911. We got a call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? Hello? Hi. Oh hi, yeah. My my name's Roy. Um, yeah. Hey. Um, yeah, I know you. I... I know your name, Roy. I I recognize your voice. Okay, great, great. Yeah, Bob. Good talking to you, man. Hey, um, you made my day. You know, tell me that that you you go to the prison and you 
you help talk with them about God and help them get saved. Uh, that's what I do. I, I, me and uh, a buddy, we go up to uh, to one of the, the county prison up here, and we talk to the men. We never, we never, I don't know why, but we've never talked to the women. But uh, man, I, I, you, you got them even singing. That, that's terrific. I mean, how, how did you do that? I'm not sure, but hey, we have fun, just like on this show. We we have a lot of laughs. We talk about everything and anything, and they're so honest, unlike people on the outside. Honesty yeah, yeah. rules, and yep. we yep. we go at it with each other. It gets very intense, and like I tell them, I feel the Holy Spirit in me just like I feel it in you guys. I mean, it's yeah. it's electric. Yeah. Yep, and yep, again, yep. when I when I saw their smiling faces as they were singing, I almost cried. Wow, well that that's cool. That is so great. That is great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it helps me to go up there. I mean, I think my faith gets stronger because of talking to them. Absolutely, we learn more from them yeah. than the other way around. Sometimes. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, um, man, they they teach me, and and I read the Bible all the time. And, Probably more than they do, I guess. Some of them, but uh, oh yeah, they know more than we do sometimes. And you got to yeah, get yeah. what you're doing is giving them hope, and you're recognizing them as a human being that people yep. care yep. about. They're just not tossed away like garbage. That's right. A lot of them need that. A lot of them have come from broken families. Oh, and big time. Don't care. Oh, you hear the stories, it, it breaks your heart. I mean, it's just a shame. Some of the you stories know? that they talk yeah. about growing up. Yep. Man, yep. You, you you can't do anything but want to help them and try to revive them because it, it's beyond imagination. Some of the things the parents do, family members, relatives, friends, it's just horrible, some of the stuff. Yeah, and some of them don't get any visitors at all, you know. It's a shame, you know, so that it really helps bring them up and... And they're hungry for the word. I mean, it, you, you, it says in the Bible, you know, speak to those that have ears to hear, and and, and their ears are open. I mean, they're, yes. they're not they're not satisfied with their lives and busy doing other things and distracted. They're, they'll they're they're hungry. They're hungry for the word. So it's a great thing to do, you know. And they we, make we, mistakes. They make mistakes just like we do. Some of the things oh, we've yeah. done in the past, we could have ended up in jail also. I, I I said that to them one time. I said. You know, you know, I, I could have been in here too. I mean, you know, I trespass once in a while. You know, I, mean, I don't hurt anything, or you know, but cut through a yard and stuff. You know, and oh yeah, I could have ended up in here. You know, and ride my bike after I had a couple of beers. You know, my bicycle, and you know, that's that's illegal too, right? I and, mean, you could you could end up in there. You know, and another lesson is. Let's not think we're ever better than somebody else, even if they're in prison, even this, that, or the other thing. We're not better than anybody. You know, we got to get that through our heads. We're no better or worse. We're all on the same level as God sees us with special talents and, and gifts, hopefully one day that we use on God's behalf. Yeah, yeah, man, that's where it's at. Yeah, yeah, cool, man. Hey, great talking to you. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Anybody anybody else that wants to contribute, 610-720-7900. The book says, be on your guard lest you be led astray by the error of the wicked and and forfeit the security you enjoy. So once again, let's not fall for the charlatans, for the wolves in sheep's clothing, 
for the many false teachers and shepherds out there in the world today. Because there absolutely will be more of these characters and not less in the last days. So the best thing you can do now is to become grounded with the Word of God, with the Bible, so you can assist in grounding others before this Sodom and Gomorrah-type disaster hits all of us. You think about grounding others or being grounded. People don't even know what that is. When they hear the word grounded, they, they think of finally ground coffee beans. I prefer the ungrounded coffee beans, I must say. Yeah, just pop it in your mouth like a secret or a cough drop. Chomp on it like a horse as it breaks into pieces. Or, or is that your teeth? Hey, we got a call at 610-720-7900. Who might this be on a wonderful Sunday morning with the sun shining? That disappeared. You can call back. Feel free. Hey, many times in the Old Testament, God had said that he will be our God and we shall be his people, which is all God ever wanted. And as we know, the people of the Old Testament rejected that offer time and time again. You think God is happy about that? It's like a parent and his or her children. What if the children in that family decided at age seven to, to totally ignore their parents and never listen to them again as if they don't exist? How would that make the parent feel? It would be horrible. Well, in the same parallel, it does the same and worse for God when we reject him. Why do we do that? Why do teenagers, teenagers reject their parents at their own demise? Just as we do the same to God. It makes no sense. God loves when we are humble enough to submit and hand over the control of our life to him. And it's in our best interest to do so. Okay, we got a call at 610-720-7900. Who's this? Hey, morning, it's Joe. What's happening? Yeah, um, good stuff. Um, so if I could summarize everything you're saying, basically, uh, well, first off, we need to be saved by repenting of sin, putting our faith in Jesus as Lord, God, and Savior. And then we got to um, work out our salvation, not, not work for, but let it work out of us. And what you're talking about, like Matthew 25, you know, verses 30 through the end, it talks about visiting the prisoners, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked. You know, James chapter 2, the second half of that, like verses 14 through 26, it says faith without works is dead. So it, what that does not mean is it's not faith plus works to earn your salvation. Like you're not going to prison, prisoner, prisoners and prisons and feeding the naked to earn your salvation, but it's because you are saved, it's working out. In other words, James chapter 2, it's faith that produces works is a real, true, saving faith. And we got to so. go out of our way to help others, not when it's just convenient. When I went into the prisons for the first time, I was scared and intimidated. I didn't know what to expect, but God no. goes ahead of you uh, before we get there and prepares things for us. And that's a beautiful thing that I've learned. It gives me so much confidence and security 
like I said, knowing that he goes ahead and he prepares a place, like just like Jesus prepared a place for us when he left this earth. So it's a beautiful thing, ties in all together. Yeah, amen. It's stepping out on faith, right? Because uh, like yourself, I had never been in prison or anything. The first time I went to visit someone, it's like, all right, this is all completely uncharted territory for me, and you, you have some fear and trepidation, but you know it's the will of God. You know you're doing it. You're trusting in the Lord, and it, it builds your faith, too. You're stepping out on Oh, faith. yeah. It gives us unlimited amounts of security and confidence. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and even, even you know, the, just the basics, like sharing the gospel, sharing Christ with someone, you're stepping out of faith. There's some fear and trepidation there. It's like you don't know how this person's going to react. And Yeah, we, need, it, we it, need our feathers ruffled from time to time. That's the bottom line. Get out of your comfort zone. I mean, yeah, not, take your slippers off in your house coat if people still wear that stuff. I guess they do. But, but flip them off and put on your dungarees and uh, some camouflage paraphernalia, if that helps you. And just go yeah. battle with the world. Don't be a coward. Get in there. Get in the fight. Yeah. And then, I mean, we're, we're called soldiers, right? And it is a spiritual battle. And they're really, from our part, sharing the gospel. It's trusting in the Lord, Uh uh, to trust, like you said, as the Israelites trusted the Lord going before them and, and fighting the battles, it's spiritual warfare, but we just have to trust in the Lord and do His will. And God has the power. He wants to give us a portion of it. He wants to give us like a little one-eighth of a grain of sand of His power so we can spread the word and and make, and make help others. It's as simple as that. Amen. I got to go. Thanks for the call. Amen. Thanks for the call. Gotta go as usual. I'll see everybody next week. All roads lead back to God. Tyler, we love you. We'll see you again. W-A-E-B, Allentown. Listen on your free iHeartRadio app for all your music, radio, and podcasts.